G'day Raiders family, Berkey here and happy Easter to all the green machine Raiders people throughout the land uh, as you settle in for another week of Berkey's top 10 round six already guys. Hard to believe but yeah here we are on an Easter Thursday clash against the cows. Um, look I think this is a really critical game if we can turn this weekend at three and three um, I think that's a really good start to our season, considering it's only round six. But when you get two and four, one and five, sort of two and five sort of thing, it, it, it you get a little bit uneasy about it. So we've got a really good chance to redeem ourselves over the last couple of weeks. Um, last week was better. I didn't see the game on Fox, uh, but the commentary on the ABC was we just are continually making these fundamental handling errors and can't build pressure. And Coach Stewart even mentioned in the post-match that we just can't um, have enough um, uh, consistency in being down a side's end and trying to make them repeat, repeat sets of three or four uh, tackles where we're attacking. So those little things do make a big difference with the speed of the game today to get repeat sets or to continually build pressure on sides over, a, you know, four, five, six minutes of game time is so important. We just can't give... Just can't attack for one set, then make a stupid error or a silly penalty or a seven-set restart. We've got to consistently build that pressure on. But a new game, a new week, um, and let's get stuck into the top 10, shall we? So the cows, from my perspective, they're going to try and punch us through the middle. I just think with some of the big boppers they've got, um, you know, particularly like Jordan McLean, Cohen Hess, and Taumalolo, I think that's where they're really going to try and play us, like they did in Townsville a few weeks ago. I don't see them deviating a great deal from that last match plan. The Cowboys that night didn't do anything outstanding, um, but they just sweated on our mistakes, and there were plenty of them that night. Once again, we never gave ourselves a chance of consistent field position to mount any sort of challenge against them. But I think the Cows will really try and play down our middle again. So we've got to be really aware of that. It's really critical we win that ruck. We get up first and really slow down there, play the balls as much as possible to give us time to get our markers set and our edges either side of the ruck set. I think that'll be their game plan. Jake Granville, number 14, he more or less to me is our Tommy Starling, but in reverse. Granville will start off the bench but he'll come on, come, come on after 20, 25 minutes. Very nippy out of dummy half. He'll replace Reese Robson, who's solid, but nowhere near as quick as Granville is out of dummy half. So, as I said, he's our Tommy. Granville will probably have the better of the run of the game because at 20, 25 minutes, which is what Hodjo and Starling were going to do, that one-two tandem, Granville will be running out some tied forwards. Yep. Yeah. At that time, Papa and Taps will probably come off, replaced by M. Ray and Adam Elliott or Corey Horsburgh. Um, but we've really got to be awake to Granville, particularly down the short sides. Granville loves, if I'm Jake Granville running at you, he really loves a left-hand edge run um, or a short blind. So we've really got to make sure we're onto that very, very quickly. And the markers have to chase from the inside very hard so they're making him push his pass towards the sideline a lot quicker. Taumalolo, number three, he's their big go-to, he's their big weapon. Once again, he's going to play probably first half 20, 25 minutes, um, which I think we can handle him far better than, but it's the back half when he comes on the second half, the, the last 20, 25 minutes of the second half, 
which is where we've got to be on our middle. Usually in that second part of the game, he sticks around the middle. In the first stint, he goes a bit wider on the edges. But in the last part of his game, in the second half, he will stick very, very close to the middle, predominantly taking two rucks at least in each set of six or getting his hands on the ball at least three out of three uh, uh, three tackles out of a set of six. So he's their big gun. We've really got to make a statement on him where possible. Don't get sucked in by three or four defenders to allow him an offloader or quick play the ball to land on his chest to get up and play the ball quickly while we're peeling off. Um, we've got to make sure that we still have two in the tackle, but try and slow him down as much as we possibly can. He's a big gun and we need to make sure we get the better of him for the whole 80 minutes. So let's swing to the Raiders. I've gone for number four, Elliot and Corey Harriwira Nara. Corey's gone back to the edge with Hudson Young, no longer in the side due to injury. So it's really critical that we win this edge battle. I think we can. The edges of um, of the cows is Tom Gilbert and Jeremiah Nanai. Solid, but not convincing. Young. So we've really got to make a statement with these guys. This is where we've got to play to our strengths and, thick, and think smart. Get the ball to Harrier and Nora. Get the ball to Whitehead. Don't play so structured in that we think we've got to get to a certain part of the field by the third tackle, otherwise it's not going to work. We've got to be a, bit, a little bit more ad-lib. These guys are experienced with experienced players inside them and outside them. So we need to make sure that we really punch our strengths, which is these guys on the edges. So we just can't give them the ball like once or twice a set of six. If we need to go there three or four times in a set of six, let's do it. Let's not worry about these structures we go through at training. We've got to earn the position, yes, to get in that, into that area, but let's use these guys more than what we have been. Xavier's back at number 14. I'm happy. You're happy. A lot of people are happy. There's been a lot of calls about Ryan Sutton, who's back in, and now Xavier, who's back in. Um, I think Ricky may use Savage as our Tommy's second half when they bring Granville on. Where he plays Xavier, that's going to be very interesting to see. I think Savage in this game, like he did in his Cronulla game, is more suited when he comes on as a sub to be sniffing around the ruck. So whether he goes to fullback, Shans gets a break, it's going to be interesting to see how Ricky uses Xavier in this 80 minutes. Um, I can't see him giving Nick or Jordan a break. I don't think that makes sense replacing a winger with a winger. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Xavier needs to be close to the action. So it's either fullback or it's bust because um, that way he's got free reign left, left side of the field, right side of the field. So I can see possibly that happening um, with Shams having a break and Xavier sniffing around maybe 10 to 15 before half time, but certainly 10 to 15, maybe 20 minutes at the back end of the second half when we get some weary legs. But it's going to be exciting to see if it's a fine night especially. Um, it's going to be a quick game, so we need to make sure we keep the ball in play, particularly when Savage is on the field. Communication with the back three, I've gone for number six. So it's become a trade. Chance has dropped a few bombs the last couple of weeks, but it seems to me he's getting no talk. So whether it's Tomoko or Valame or Nick or Jordan, really to let him know that he's safe. You don't need to jump for a football all the time. As an ex-fullback, when you jump for a ball, the ball comes to you quicker because you're taking off a half a second or a second by meeting the ball in midair. Um, 
but I don't know whether Shans is getting that communication from these guys to let him know that he's got 10 metres of time or five metres of time or 15 minutes of time when the ball is in the air. That he doesn't need to jump every time. Nine times out of 10, a lot of the other sides are sending through plays just as a scare tactic. They're never going to jump for the ball, but they're hoping that Shans jumps and makes a mistake, which is what happened last week. So we need to communicate a lot better with our back guys to let Shans know who's around how much time has he got, and so on. Number seven, guys, is simple basics. It's there for all to see. Last week was no exception. We can't compete at a 67% success rate against the Melbourne Storm at 83 or a Panthers at 85, which they were against um, Canterbury, um, and try and win these games. We just cannot do it. We have to be up in the 80% to be a legitimate strength or, legit, or, or, or or a legitimate side to put pressure on these good sides. So we've got to get back to simple basics. We've just got to make sure we control the ball and get through our sets. We need to, as I said, we need to be complete, um, by competing our sets at over 80% to have any chance and make it consistent. It's got to be consistent as well with that completion rate to give ourselves a chance of winning the game at the back end. Number eight, like I did with Glanville, Tom's, Tommy's got to play for 80 minutes. It's a tough ask. It really sucks a fair bit of our attacking firepower out of our game with Tom having to play that full 80. It's a tough gig playing a hooker for 80. The Cows have the luxury of two hookers tonight. We don't. Um, I don't see Ricky giving Tommy a break, to be honest with you. I can't even see who we could possibly put in. Maybe Adam Elliott as a hooker, um, but that would be um, a mistake in my opinion. So... Tommy's going to play that full 80, but we really need his punch around the middle. Once again, particularly with these big cows forwards at that 15, 20-minute mark is when he needs to explode, but he's really got to pace himself. I think we should be kicking early tonight. That's my number nine. Um, I don't think the Cowboys have a bigger back three than us, so the likes of Drinkwater, Felt, and Tulagi. I don't think they're as bigger bodies as our back three of Shans, Nick, and Jordan. So let's kick early to these guys. Let's really put them into a corner, make the wing and the, make the fullback and the two wingers punch it out um, as well. So if we can really hone them in for two, three, four tackles, the Cowboys are prone to mistakes. The Roosters proved it the other week where you really hone in and muscle up and, and, and gang in on their back three. We can force an error and get some points from it. Number 10, I think offloads. I think on a night like tonight where the Cowboys defensive, we can start to rattle and maybe come a bit a bit, uh, a bit, bit patchy. Um, and if we can get a few offloads alike of Tups and Papa early in the game, don't wait for 20, 25 minutes. Within reason, let's get some offloads happening early with Rapana, with Tommy, with Xavier sniffing around that ruck area. I think it's going to put us in a hell of a lot of good stead Really build, or really build our confidence of ad lib. Remembering that an offload and a quick play of the ball, we've got one of the fastest hookers in the competition and one of the fastest subs in the competition who will be playing around that ruck area waiting for that chance to shoot through the middle. So Raiders fam, that's it for my top 10 guys. Looking forward to a big Easter Thursday clash. As always, guys, have a wonderful Easter. Be safe with your family and friends. And as always, this is Berkey Bleed Green out.